Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I will be giving an overview of the astrology for 2021. Okay, so we're going to take a look at some of the bigger events that will be happening in the sky for 2021. And I'm sure the first question that is on your mind is, 20, is 2021 going to be better than 2020? And my answer is yes, <laughs> but there's a few aspects that uh, might have their, we'll say, challenges to them, I guess, or maybe some opportunity for growth. It's definitely going to be lighter than 2020. So I can tell you that. And one of the main things about 2021 has actually already happened on the winter solstice. We had the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius. So if 2021 was an ice cream, the flavor would definitely be Aquarius because we have two of the major players in the sign of Aquarius, which if you want my honest opinion, that's definitely better than the flavor of Capricorn. So uh, let's talk a second about Aquarius. So what are the key words for Aquarius? Uh, those words are unique, innovative, and futuristic. Um, sometimes Aquarius can also be unreliable and erratic. But that is where Saturn and Jupiter, uh, that's where they are. They, they ingressed into that sign in the middle of December. And then we had the great conjunction on the solstice, which... To me, what this is, is that, you know, with Aquarius being the innovative, futuristic, very much concerned about the group sort of sign, and Saturn is the planet of work and boundaries and structure, and Jupiter is the planet of expansion and philosophy and and fortune that that is i mean that's the that's the theme that these two planets are working in so i look at it as that 2021 is what is the work that needs to be done in order for us to expand and you know expand expand our philosophy expand our philosophy expand our innovation our uniqueness uh you know bringing the group into the future like what does all of that look like so that's where that's the vibe that we're in going into 2021 uh one of the first things that happens in January is Mars enters Taurus now Mars has been in Aries for 4000 years because Mars had a retrograde cycle in 2020. So Mars going into Taurus. Uh, Mars is neutral in Taurus. Uh, Mars is in the Venus. It's in a Venus ruled sign. So let's take let's take Mars. Who is Mars? Mars is the planet of action. I mean, it is our it's it, you know it's our motivator. And then Taurus, the keywords for Taurus is uh, is grounded. It's all about the five senses. 
you know, Taurus is a Venus ruled sign. So it's all about the senses and Taurus is dependable, can be a little stubborn, but for the most part, think grounded, dependable, not doesn't really like change. (laughs) I mean, think of I always think of Ferdinand the bull, you know, he just wanted to smell the flowers. So that's what I think of when I think of Taurus, just laying by a tree, taking it easy, smelling the flowers. And Mars going through Taurus, I mean, is a bit of a bulldozer. I mean, Mars has been in Aries and Mars is direct now. So Mars is moving pretty quick and doing the things that he likes to do. And then when when Mars gets into Taurus, Mars is going to have to slow down a little bit. And I don't necessarily think this is such a bad thing, because when when Mars is in Aries, it's definitely like an onward, do all the things, (laughs) go to all the battles. And in Taurus, it's going to be like, eh, let's slow down a little bit. That's... You know, it's not a bad thing to have like a little bit more methodical of thinking. But on January 20th, Mars is going to be conjunct Uranus. So Uranus entered Taurus in May of 2018. And Uranus, you know, hangs out in a sign for like seven years. Outer planet, slower transit, that sort of thing. So Mars, when we have a conjunction, it looks like from our point of view on the planet, uh, on well, on Earth, it looks like the planets are fusing together. So who is, so we know Mars is action, but who is Uranus? So Uranus is the planet of freedom, liberation, rebellion, those lightning strikes, sudden changes, sudden moments that kind of shoot us off in a different trajectory. So these two planets are going to be coming together. So I really look at this as how can we take action that brings us liberation? And this is colored by being in the sign of Taurus. And Taurus is, is an earth sign. So I believe like this is going to manifest in tangible things. Like we will be able to see this in our environment. It's not just necessarily going to be like something that happens like just in the heart and in the head. Like it will be something that we can see and touch and hear that is, you know, and, you know, actions that lead to this type of liberation and change. On January 17th, sorry, I got to go back in time a little bit, uh, Jupiter and Aquarius will square Uranus and Taurus. So a square is generally seen as a more challenging aspect. We can think of it as maybe a conflict. So what is the conflict between? Well, it's between Jupiter, planet of expansion, and Uranus, planet of liberation. So... There's a conflict between how we expand and how we liberate or how we are liberated. And I feel like these two planets, they they want what's best. But there's just a disagreement as to 
how, you know, best is done. And I, you know, I can see this playing out in like the real world scenario of like, you know, well, I think liberation is best done this way. And I think it's best done this other way. And there has to be a compromise between thoughts and ideals around the expansion and how to bring it into real life and real world action. Because I mean, when I think Taurus, I think, I think real world things like things that we can, you know, the tree that you can go and sit under and smell the flowers like Ferdinand. And then, you know, Aquarius is like, you know, thoughts and ideals and the future and innovation. So those two things are clashing with each other of like, how do we how do we take what's in our head and put it in the real world, especially if there's like a conflict? So we only get one hit of that. Because remember, Saturn and Jupiter are both trucking through Aquarius, but there is something that we get more than one hit of. And that is Saturn and Aquarius square Uranus and Taurus. So we get three of these. We get February 17th, June 14th, and then December 24th, because we've always got to have some type of drama around Christmas time, don't we? So <laughs> again, uh, this the Saturn square Uranus thing is like a big theme of 2021. Remember, I said there might be some challenging things. Well, here it is. So what does this mean? Okay, so one, we're getting the Star Wars trilogy. We're getting February 17th, A New Hope. June 14th, Empire Strikes Back. And then December 24th, Return of the Jedi. So, <laughs> um, so Saturn, to, especially for this year, like last year with it being in Capricorn, I kept seeing it as the structure, the institutions and the systems. I mean, and, you know, Saturn still is that. But in Aquarius, to me, it takes on a different meaning. And um, well, not not a different meaning, but it's got a, it's got a different tone to it. And what I keep thinking about is the work. You know, Saturn is all about the work that we have to do. Saturn is, you know, the work is never done. Saturn is the taskmaster and, and what have you. So, and then if Uranus is the planet of freedom, liberation, and rebellion, and if there's a square, that means that these two are in conflict with each other. They're at, at odds with each other for some reason. So I'm looking at it as like, there is work that needs to be done. And then there is this feeling of like, but I want to be free. I want to be liberated. I want to be, you know, I want to rebel. And Saturn's like, that's fine. But what work needs to be done in order to do that. And you've got the Aquarius Taurus thing going on. So are your thoughts and ideals in alignment with what can be brought into the real world? I mean, sometimes that's, that's just just the crux of it, right? Is that, you know, we have this ideal, this thought of the future in our head. But then we have to take real life 
steps to get to it. And sometimes that doesn't always work out. And then sometimes it works out better than we ever thought it could. And then other times things happen where it's like, well, I thought that was a good idea. But you know what, now I'm going off in this direction. That's totally like a Uranus thing. So I believe that's what we have in store for us, like, especially as like an overarching theme for 2021 is like, looking at the work that needs to be done, but and and, uh, you know, working towards liberation and freedom, but really trying to be flexible with what we think the ideal is, and then what can actually be done. The next big thing we're going to have is Jupiter is going to dip into Pisces for a little bit. Jupiter is neutral in Aquarius. Jupiter feels a hell of a lot better in Aquarius than Jupiter felt in Capricorn. It was kind of like, I love the meme where it's like Santa Claus in jail. It's like, yeah, that's Jupiter in Capricorn. But Jupiter will be in Pisces. And that is Jupiter in dignity. That is Jupiter in its home sign. And that happens. So on May 14th, Jupiter enters Pisces. And then it stations retrograde on June 20th. And then Jupiter will go back into Aquarius on July 28th. So we get a little preview of what Jupiter and Pisces will be like. And then Jupiter will make its final ingress into Pisces on December 28th. So just to give you some keywords for Pisces, Pisces is sensitive, compassionate, intuitive, and I really just look at this like, you know, Jupiter's going home. Jupiter doesn't have to abide by a different signs rule. Like, you know how like when you come home from a trip, maybe you've been like staying with people or something like that. And you come home and you can just like, you know, you can just like throw your bag on the floor. <laughs> And then you can just, you know, you can just hang out in your house the way you want to, like, you know, maybe you're snacking by the fridge or just, you know, walking around in your your underwear and not really having to, you know, give a fuck about what you're doing because, well, you're home and it's your home and you can do what you want. That's Jupiter. That's Jupiter in Pisces, just kind of like being like, yeah, I'm home. So... This can be good, but this can also be a bit indulgent. (laughs) So that's one of the things you have to look out for when Jupiter is in one of its home signs, because Sagittarius is another home home sign for, for Jupiter. So we might need to watch the indulgence a little bit. But I do believe that with Jupiter being in Pisces, it's just Jupiter being Jupiter, you know, big picture, big philosophy, big beliefs, big everything. And, you know, with it being in Pisces, it's colored by that sensitive, compassionate, intuitive sort of vibe. The other thing that we are going to get is 
Okay, so I talked about Mars in Taurus. So anytime Mars goes through one of the fixed signs, the Saturn-Uranus square gets activated. So let's talk about what this looks like a little bit. So like Mars and Leo... Mars enters Leo on June 11th, just to give you a date. And then Mars will be opposite Saturn July 1st. And then Mars will also be square Uranus by like July 3rd. So Mars is having difficult conversations with Saturn and Uranus. And Mars is in the sign of Leo. Mars is fine in the sign of Leo. And Leo is confident, courageous, generous, dramatic, and can have a bit of an ego, but you know. (laughs) So Mars going into Leo, Mars is just kind of like, yeah, (laughs) look at me. I'm courageous. I'm generous. I'm dramatic. I'm doing things. Woo. But then has to have this conversation with Saturn. And so Mars is going to be opposite Saturn. And, you know, Mars, Mars doesn't necessarily like to interface with Saturn because Saturn makes Mars slow down. And that's the thing about Saturn is that it forces us to, to slow up and really think things through and really try to be our best selves. And if there's anything that Mars hates is to slow down. I mean, you know, the ruler is, is Aries. (laughs) So Saturn wants to have this conversation with Mars and Mars is like, I don't want to talk about the work that needs to be done. I don't want to talk about boundaries, boundaries. I fucking hate boundaries, dude, like leave it alone. So there may be this feeling of like, you know, we're, you know, in a groove. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, And you may be frustrated and you may be thinking like you may be reevaluating things. You may be reassessing things. And then like a day or two later, Mars will square Uranus. And Uranus is just like, hey, I see you in Leo taking action on things. And that's super cool. However, (laughs) here's a few surprises your way, which, I mean, they could be lightning strike moments, but they could also be roadblocks. It's just really the things that you weren't expecting that come along that could, again, shoot you off in a trajectory that's way more productive or stifle you, you know? So, and Saturn is already, like, making you slow down, so... During this time, like this July 1st through July 3rd period, there, I mean, there could be some slowdown and there could be some frustration and there could be some, you know, surprise twists to the actions that you're trying to take. And then the next time Mars, uh, the, the, the next time Mars is in a fixed sign is going to be when Mars is in Scorpio. And that happens on October 30th. True Scorpio fashion <laughs> around Halloween. So October 30th, Mars enters Scorpio. 
Keywords for Scorpio are deep, intense, and transformative. So Mars is like getting to the bottom of something. So this is like, you know, taking action to, you know, uncover something, get to the bottom of something, see the unseen. And Mars will square Saturn on November 10th. And then Mars will be opposite Uranus on November 17th. So we've got Mars square Saturn again, where Saturn is like, hey, just thought I'd check in with you, Mars, about the actions you're taking and the the work you're doing. Are are you are you sure you're going down the right path? Or <laughs> did you are you sure you overturned every rock there is to really get to the bottom of it? Uh, don't you need to like uh, go back over this and <laughs> check that and whatever? And Mars is just like. Ugh. You're such an asshole. <laughs> Why won't you just let me move forward? And with Uranus being opposite Mars, <laughs> Uranus will be like, hey, buddy, <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting to find this. Boom. <laughs> or I bet you didn't expect your actions that you were taking to turn this way. Boom. Like there could just be all of these surprises. That's why I say that 2021 is better than 2020. 2020 was like heavy fucking lead every day. 2021, to me, is really around the work that we're doing, and how we're taking action. You notice that Saturn and Uranus keep checking in with the planet that is about taking action. And Saturn is always like, hey, slow down a little bit. <laughs> are you are you doing this properly? Is there something else that maybe you need to be doing? And Uranus is, you know, just kind of throwing zingers <laughs> as a way to like, one, keep us on our toes, but two, and when we think of like free, freedom and liberation, like freedom ain't, you know, freedom ain't free. And, you know, liberation is a lot of work, especially like when you look at the world that we're in now, and I can't help but think of like social justice stuff when I'm looking at this is to like, we really need to sit back and look at the work that needs to be done and then do it. And then when the lightning strike comes and either gives you a new idea or gives you a way to pivot or just blows everything up and says, no, 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 this is the wrong direction here. Let me shoot you off in this direction, we need to just be flexible and deal with it and go. So that's why I'm bringing this up. Let me see. I think I've got one more thing to give you. Oh, yes. And on December 8th, Mars will square Jupiter. So and Mars is in Scorpio, square Jupiter and Aquarius. So what I have for this is what is being uncovered or what actions are happening behind the scenes that are leaning towards expansion. And um, I also 
I mean, I see Jupiter as the sign of big philosophy. So I can't help but wonder too, like what changes are taking place with our overall philosophy? What actions are taking to, to put that in play? And remember, I mean, this could be good or bad. I mean, you know, Mars, think Marshall, and then Jupiter, big, like, eh, and it's a square, conflict. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody. <laughs> but, you know, could this be some type of power play? I know we normally think of, like, power plays being, like, with with Pluto involved. But, you know, I, I kind of wonder about this, too. So... Just something to look at in, in, in December. Uh, on December 18th, Venus will retro, well, goes retrograde in Capricorn. And it stations on December 18th. Capricorn, authoritative, structure, mature. So Venus, <laughs> Venus in a Saturn world sign. This is so much fun because... <laughs> You know, I I look at her like when Venus walks into Capricorn's house, you know, she's not as flashy. You know, she's kind of like wearing a pantsuit, <laughs> and, uh, which is not a bad thing, but she's wearing a pantsuit. She's more authoritative. She's more in charge. Mm, probably not so worried about like the the more frillier things. But she's definitely has a more grounded energy to her. And so she's trucking through Capricorn, like basically being commanding. And then all of a sudden, she slows down and goes retrograde. So that means that Venus has got to revisit some territory. And, you know, Venus retrogrades, I don't get is uptight about them as I do like a Mars retrograde. <laughs> but that's largely because like Mars is my most difficult planet in the chart. <laughs> but um, and also too, a Venus retrograde doesn't last as long as a Mars retrograde. What I think this is, is that, you know, we'll have an opportunity to trace that part of our lives. And it really depends on where Capricorn falls in your chart as to where this will be important for you. So for example, for me, Capricorn is my third house, which is the house of communication, short range travel and siblings. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where like, I might be planning out a trip and then all of a sudden I've got to rethink it or reschedule it or something like that. But that is happening towards the tail end, and that will take us into 2022. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is eclipses. So over the summer, we had a change in the nodes. This year, on May 26th, there is a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. On June 10th, there's a solar eclipse in Gemini. And then on November 18th, 19th, depending on where you are in the world, there will be a lunar eclipse in Taurus. So the nodes are starting to change again. And then on December 4th, we get one last solar eclipse in Sagittarius. 
The axis this year mainly is the Gemini Sagittarius axis, but we get that shift where, you know, after after the Sagittarius eclipse, we'll be moving into Taurus Scorpio eclipses. And, you know, the nodes, they switch. It's like a year and a half that they stay on an axis. So this year, for the most part, they're in Gemini Sagittarius. So Gemini, curious, uh, communicative, and versatile. Sagittarius, open-minded, philosophical, opinionated. Those are your keywords for Gemini and Sagittarius. But really, with eclipses, eclipses are disruptions to the natural order. Back in the day, they were seen as malefic. What I do is I look to see where, you know, the houses that are affected. So like, for me, it's second house and eighth house. So house of monetary gains and worth, and opposite the house of shared resources. So like, my, like my resources versus shared resources that I have with other people, places and things. When an eclipse happens, it's a disruption. And what I always tell people is that journal, <laughs> or, you know, like a week before and a week after, because there's probably going to be something that happens that like, you won't see it right away, but like six months, a year from now, you'll look back on it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was the day that, you know, and it'll be, it could be something as simple, like, you know, monetary gains be like, oh, yeah, that was the day that like my identity got stolen and I had to cancel my credit card. Like, it could be something like that, you know, or it could be, you know, or it could be some, you know, some other larger theme. Uh, I believe Chris Brennan explains them as great endings and great beginnings too. So with us closing down that, you know, with this uh, completing this axis this year, you know, look, really look at the, write down the themes that are happening because, you know, that, that could clue you in as to where there's going to be a great beginning and a great ending. So with that, I think that is all I have to tell you. I will keep doing forecasts. And I am toying with the idea of bringing more content to the podcast. So for everyone who's been listening this long, uh, thanks for sticking with me through the year of 2020. It was definitely a rough year for a lot of people. And yeah, thanks for sticking with me and just I and stay tuned for the changes that I hope to make. One of the changes I want to start doing is giving information about a cause or someone to follow on Instagram that I find inspiring. So I'm going to start with that today. And the Georgia election is just a couple of days away, and there is still time to donate. So go to Fair Fight 2020 and give what you can. And I find Stacey Abrams to be a very inspiring person. Another person I find to be inspiring is Brandon Kyle Goodman. And I believe he's on Instagram as Brendan K. Good. 
And he has a podcast called Do the Work. And if you want a podcast that will improve your life, I highly recommend that you listen to this podcast. It is absolutely wonderful, especially if you have been looking at everything this last year and interested in social justice, but but not sure what to do. It is a really it is a really good podcast to check out. So with that, I am going to say that this very quick report <laughs> about 2021 is complete. And I will see you soon. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.